what's up gang we are back finally with season six and things are a little bit different around here so we're formerly known as crown combos but i think we've outgrown that and we're starting to transition as i myself am starting to transition and grow into just a different version of myself so we are now spoken the podcast and if she said it she meant it okay and if you're wondering who she is i am she she is me i am kariatu jalo the founder of spoken the podcast i've missed y'all so much and so much has changed we went through are still going through a pandemic it's been crazy and i just can't wait to get into these topics with y'all Today, I kind of don't want to really just jump into it. I want to give you guys a slight recap. So this episode is entitled Full Circle, and I want to talk about what has changed and happened since the very first episode that launched back in May of 2020. We are officially a year old. Can't believe it. My pandemic baby is growing. Um, But when we talked, I told you all about how I graduated a year early from undergrad, what decision I was making in regard to my next steps. And if you recall, or if you're new here, let me just go ahead and um, give you the little rundown. So I had two choices, either go off to grad school immediately and pursue my second degree in clinical mental health counseling, or take a teaching position in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I would be teaching second graders. And due to the climate of how everything was going on, oh, also I could have went to FAMU, but child, I was not going to Florida far, 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 farther away (laughs) during a pandemic. But anyway, um, I decided to choose to go right into school because I felt like with COVID and things possibly being virtual, I didn't want to step into an entirely new profession and be responsible for the education of vulnerable youth um, when I didn't have confidence in myself. So I stuck with what I knew, which was North Carolina A&T school is something that I've been doing for quite a long time. So I was like, okay, well, let me just do this. And let me just tell you, grad school is no joke. <laughs> like, Y'all, let's just talk about how when you're in school, you're always having to focus on the next step. So much so that you can barely focus on What's going on in the now? I'm trying to absorb all of this information that I'm going to be using in my, you know, career. And you're telling me that I have to focus so much on what that career is going to be, what exactly I want to do, who exactly I want to work with. Can I just pass these classes? Okay. And when I tell y'all I'm sick of research, I'm sick of research. Why am I researching what someone already searched? That's re-researching. I don't understand. I don't like it. But hey, we're doing it. (laughs) I'm expected to graduate um, next December. My program is two and a half years. So fingers crossed. Pray for the girl. It's been a little rough. And I had a moment where I really started to regret my decision. I felt like I was defeated. I felt like I didn't find a sense of purpose within um, the program. And it was rough. It was around the la- the maybe last couple of months of my first year in the program. I was kind of just like, okay, I know this is what I want to do, um, but 
I just don't feel connected to the material. I had an issue with connecting to different theories. I felt like I can make my own theories. These outdated theories, you know, it was just, it was a lot going on. And I had to do some reflection. And one of the methods that I used was bringing my educational life and my personal life together by utilizing my brand babies. So I started to take some notes that I had from my classes and turn them into content. Um, I did a birth order post. Um, I did a post about um, attachment styles and things like that. And once I started to connect those things, I was like, okay, this is a reminder that I'm exactly where I need to be. But I'm not gonna lie, it was rough. And I really wanted to, to pause and just take a break or reconsider some things. But then God started to show me multiple signs. I went on as far as even reaching out to the guy that was coaching me through the Teach for America process. Like, look, I think I might want in. How do I get back into this? What if I want to co come back and reapply or whatever the case is? And he gave me sound advice and he was like, teaching is something that's always going to be there. You started it, you got to finish it. So shout out to him. He's amazing. Um, And also God sent just an amazing experience my way. I collabed with um, a brand. We collabed with the official Back To Her podcast creators, and it was a seven-day detox. So there were multiple brands that were in charge of running a day, and my day was creating a calm corner, um, basically just a corner that encouraged you to um, keep a leveled mind, which is what calm stands for. Um, this space will include things that make you feel safe, sane, special, things that you love. Because I literally have my whole room, I, I call my corner, but that's what it entails. And I just wanted to encourage everybody to just have a place where they feel like they can wind down and all that good stuff. And at the end, we had a Zoom party um, where we all linked up and we were able to network and things like that. And through that experience, I met an amazing soul, Miss Noella. Shout out to you if you're listening to this. And um, we immediately just connected without even saying any words to each other. She reached out to me. Um, we were able to exchange information and we got on a call. We ended up being on the phone for, I know, well over 30 minutes. And we were talking, getting to know one another and realized how much we had in common. Next thing I knew, she sent me this um, job opportunity. And at first I was a little hesitant just because, you know, I'm a procrastinator. So yeah, but she was on me and I really, really want to thank her just for that because I was like, okay, this is clearly God telling me that I need this position more than I think I do. And it wasn't about the money. It wasn't about anything like that. So I looked into the program, um, Freedom Schools with National Center for Children and Families um, in Washington, D.C. And I started the process. So everything within the, my process was kind of unconventional I had to change a lot of things and I had to miss a couple of dates. It was a lot going on, but I stayed steadfast and I put my best foot forward and I got the position. Then when they placed us with levels, I got placed with level one, my babies, lower level one. So the youngest kids of the camp um, and y'all teaching was an experience of a lifetime. I was able to impact little humans' lives in a way that I couldn't have even imagined. And I think that this was the perfect timing for me to do that, um, being as though this was their first time back, surrounded by other kids and things like that since the pandemic had started. I was in a much better place 
um, in my personal life, um, mentally, physically, emotionally, all the whole nine yards. I left that position leaving so fulfilled. I loved my babies so, so, so much. I hope they're doing good out there in their big girl and big boy classes. Um, but I created bonds that I will never, ever take for granted and never forget. And I learned so much about myself and about little humans. So I got to put a lot of the things that I learned in like my human development class, my marriage and family class into good use. And that opportunity was, again, one, one in a lifetime Definitely recommend NCCF Freedom Schools if you're ever looking for a position to work with kids that are in underserved communities or in unconventional situations. Um, I definitely say check them out. Reach out to me if you have any questions and I can direct you to the right people. But it was also a challenge. So my full circle moment would be starting to regret not taking my teaching opportunity when I had it to now God giving me a teaching opportunity that one wasn't as much of a commitment because it wasn't like an actual, you know, full year situation. It was a summer enrichment um, literacy program slash summer camp. So I had I got to have fun. We had in, we had like vendors come and teach the kids how to like play golf and baseball and tennis and it was just a very good experience we went horseback riding weekly we went to the pool a couple of times and we got to give students a summer that they would never forget we got to um just connect with amazing souls and I'm not gonna you know brag but I will say that my kids were just the best like top tier I had and a blast. And I was able to teach them things that I believe will stick with them. I trust will stick with them forever. We used to do some things where like, y'all know I'm big on mental and emotional health, of course. And with kids coming from living in their homes or um, in shelters for a substantial amount of time due to the pandemic and things of that nature. Some of them have a lot of siblings. Some of them don't have any siblings. So all of the, those behavioral issues started to arise and I had to figure out how I can maintain the peace and order in my classroom. My classroom was a spaceship, by the way. If you follow me on Instagram, then you saw it. It was so cute. But I started to think, okay, what do children need? Children need a sense of routine. Routine is like safety. It's like a safety net. When you're looking forward to something every single day or every day of the week, it becomes a part of you. So our classroom was a spaceship. Um, we had a thing, a sign on our door that said scan to enter and it had a, um, a tracing of a hand. So they would have to place their hand um, in the little cutout and then they would have to put up their imaginary code. And then we had a handshake. Everyone had an individualized handshake with me. And that is how you access the classroom. That stuck with them to the point where if somebody else was taking them to the classroom and just tried to open the door, they're like, uh, uh, we got to scan. We got to do our handshake. We got to put in our code before we can get in which I thought was amazing. When we got in, I had like um, LED lights all over the place. So the actual lights were off. We would meet at the mat in the corner where the light switch was. And before we could activate the lights, we had to do a stretch. So that was like our Zen moment where we did our little stretch and we did our countdown and then the lights would come on. The kids loved doing that as well. And then when it came time to the nitty gritty, which were those behavioral issues and those things that I feel like children, you know, don't have as much control over, which especially their emotions. We had a system where it was called a moment. I would ask them, are you having a moment? 
and they would say either yes or no. If they said yes, they would have to come up to the in the front of the classroom and everyone would go around and say some affirming words to help the student through or the scholar through their moment. It got to the point where towards the end of the program, y'all, this made me so emotional. My babies were conducting their own moments. Like I didn't have to spearhead the moment anymore. And I have a recording of some audio from some of my kids encouraging one of my babies that was having a moment while I was busy trying to get the room situated um, so that we can transition to lunch. And when I heard this, I didn't want to cry because I didn't know how much of them understood Tears of Joy, but I felt so fulfilled as the person in charge of the little humans. I felt like I'm, I was in the right place. I was doing the right thing. And I just need y'all to listen to this. One sec. Okay, you cry. Because if you cry, the more much longer than that but I just wanted to show you guys a snippet these are five the youngest person in that clip is five the oldest person was six so five and six year olds coming together to encourage one another and I know that of course the work that's done at home is important but I feel like what I implemented in this space that I created within our classroom created such beautiful moments like this and there were other moments where they would kind of just you know get irritated with one another if they were trying to participate in something and somebody just wasn't having it or was having a bad moment or whatever the case is. Um, and I didn't win every single battle with these <laughs> tiny humans. Sometimes they definitely gave me a run for my money. Um, but overall, to see that this is what, this is the space that I created for them and the bond that I created within our classroom and within our level just says a lot. Um, and I just wanted to share that piece with you all. So I say all of that to say that sometimes when you feel like you may not like the position that you're in, stay obedient. Um, keep that faith. Put it over the fear of failure. Put it over the fear of being stagnant or wasting your time or anything like that. Those are all myths. I feel like the reason why my, my vision was so cloudy in those moments where I wanted to kind of go ahead and 
and switch back over and try to do Teach for America again. I feel like there was a void that needed to be filled. I feel like with school, you're always, you know, working, 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 working. And the only thing that you see to show for are like your grades, which again is just a letter. But to be able to feel and see and touch the impact that you have, it, it was a refresher and it filled that void that I had for teaching. And the fact that it was something that I could commit to for six weeks um, and see growth and be trained and be certified in different things and just be exposed to the real nitty gritty, be around the people that's actually doing the moving and the shaking in the communities was an amazing experience that I wouldn't have had if I would have made any different decision so to my freedom school family i love y'all i miss my baby so much i just go through random moments where i just look through all of our memories from the summer and i just get so emotional because those really my babies but you have to trust in what you cannot see i had to trust that coming into the um nccf family the freedom school family i was going to be able to leave an impact although i didn't know what not one of those kids would look like sound like act like before i stepped into um the rank <laughs> that very first week because <laughs> it was rough not gonna lie but i stayed steadfast and i trusted that god would guide me through i trusted that everything that i needed would be given to me all the resources that i needed would be given to me if not i can go out and take it I trusted myself to advocate for these young children, um, for myself. And there's a couple things that I learned that I want to end this um, episode off just sharing with you all. You are not meant to change people. Um, you can just manage people. And if you manage them correctly, um, things can change. So that was what my supervisor told us in the beginning of the summer. And that stuck with me and is still with me as I maneuver in my adult life. So it doesn't only apply to my tiny humans, as I like to call them, but you're not put in anybody's life to change them. Like that shouldn't be the driving force. It shouldn't be you trying to discipline or reprimand someone or get them to see things from your lens you're just meant to manage things in a way that things stay afloat, things stay safe, things stay healthy. Um, and if you do that well, things will change. So I still haven't figured out how to connect that into my adult life fully. But I think it just goes on with just accepting people for who they are, finding the good in everyone. Um, even when they're not, quote unquote, being good or their actions failed to um, reflect who they are deep down inside, just trying to find a deeper understanding and learn individuals. That is one of the things that I learned um, and just gained from watching my kids grow from week one to week six. So, child, I just want to encourage you guys to just be obedient. Like I mentioned earlier, find out what keeps your seesaw leveled. Figure out what you need to remove from one side and put onto the other. Give yourself grace, time, um, but also always remember what your goals are and find other ways to make them work. If one way doesn't work, try something new. Never give up on yourself. Never give up on your dreams or your goals. I checked off one of my major dreams in life. I was a little girl writing. Um, I ain't used to write with like pencils and pens. I wasn't the bad kid growing up, but I used to write. I have like imaginary classroom sitting in my, my, um, my living room. So now being able to watch myself actually be a 
teacher being called Miss Carrie every single day. Miss Carrie, Miss Carrie, Miss Carrie. <laughs> every single day and having them love on me as much as I loved on them was so rewarding, so fulfilling. And it's a, something that I would do 10 times over again. And although this not, might not be exactly what your dream is, figure out or think about what that dream is and how you can attain it in other ways. Sometimes if something doesn't work the way that we, we plan for it to work, we give up. Don't, don't do it. Don't give up. Try different avenues. Accept different opportunities into your life. Step outside the box. Create connections and make your presence known and felt in every situation that you give your time to. Make it worthwhile. Make sure that those people do not forget you. Set the standard for yourself meet it and then exceed it okay with that being said that wraps up episode one of spoken season six mother has spoken